listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have Carmelina presenting a topic today, and we've also got Tamika joining us from uh, Port Sorrel. Thank you joining for joining us, uh, Tamika. How are you this morning? I'm good, thank you, Jason. It's great good to, have to hear here. that you uh, you could start off the the program with the intro. This is the first time you've had to do it this year. Well, live. I was to do it on Monday, but our live program did not go to air Monday because of a technical issue. Uh, we we're all ready to go, and something happened, and it couldn't go live. So. Um, I was going to do it Monday, but it didn't happen. So this is my first time this year. So uh, And Carmelina's been busy hosting programs this week. I know she's uh, been uh, flat out preparing and presenting. So thank you, Carmelina, for, hey, for doing this one. Good. I'm sure everyone's a bit sick of my voice by now. Uh, it's all good. There's been plenty of other good programs on. I've uh, listened to most of them this week. So. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> it's good to be back on air live, and uh, we will remind our listeners, this is a live program. Uh, if you are listening uh, to our regular live programs, then uh, do text us in. Our show number today is 0488-880-891. That's our Tassie Encounters show number, 0488-880-891. So you can text us in any time. Text us some questions uh, or some answers to questions that we might ask you. We'd love to hear from you today. So what have you been up to, uh, Tamika? I know what you've been up to, Carmelina. You've been busy on the radio <laughs> this week. What have you been up to, uh, Tamika? I've been doing a lot of writing Ooh. and um, I've been doing some editing. I've been asked to do some editing for some scripts this week, so I've been busy doing that. Awesome. Oh. Awesome. Uh, last stuff. last weekend, since um, I've been on air, we did two live programs over the past couple of weeks, but uh, since that time I went down to a men's camp, which was a, a great weekend last weekend, and mm. had the opportunity to get to know some of our men from around Tasmania, and uh, yeah, we had about 40 guys oh. Uh, oh, well. uh, all camping down uh, near a river in southern Tasmania, beautiful spot. We were down there, and uh, David Maxwell, actually, one of our presenters from yesterday, yes. he uh, <clears throat> did some talks um, about what it means to be a man, so it was good. Be a mm. man. <laughs> so uh, today, we're going to be talking about pity and pride, and I guess uh, we this topic came out of our last couple of programs that we, were, that we did over the last couple of weeks, which was uh, designed to be loved and designed to love, and... Mm. I remember at the end of our program, our last program that we did on Tuesday a week ago, mm. uh, we started talking about this topic. Yeah, I think one thing that um, might be interesting to um, our listeners is that between um, between our breaks, when the music's going, we actually spend some time to chat. And yeah. even after our programs, we look at what we've just discussed and we continue the conversation. Mm. So um, this... This topic came out from our last program we did together last Tuesday, and um, this, we all kind of said, "Okay, so who's going to write it?" And mm. I, <laughs> you put up your I hand. put my hand up because <laughs> I think I admitted that it was an issue of mine. So I thought, well, 
if I write it, then maybe I could get some sort of some soul searching and some benefit from it. Some benefit from it, a bit of I, an awakening. I always find that if, <laughs> if there's something in your life that you're struggling with, to do some study and and to present a topic on that is one of the best things to help really uh, yeah. understand the topic a lot better. Teach someone else about it. Yep. Let's, yeah. So let's teach the world. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. ho- hopefully uh, God is teaching us, and and we can share some of that with the world. But uh, yes. Yeah, anyway, so Pity uh, pity and Pride is the title. And, of course, mm. the last two weeks, those last two episodes are available to listen to if you've missed them. Uh, you can listen on the Faith FM website under our Tassie Encounters program. Uh, we've got two programs sitting there before we went live um, on Tuesday this week. So we had the, t- the previous two Tuesdays, uh, Designed to be Loved and Designed to Love, and so you can go back and have a listen to those, or if you've got the Faith FM app, that's you can download that from the App Store. That's our Faith FM Australia app. It's a great way to listen. If your reception is not brilliant, then uh, it's a fantastic way to listen to the program, as long as you've got mobile uh, reception. So, awesome. Awesome. Well, let's get it started. Yeah. Um, and today I wanted to start with our question. Our listener question, okay. which was, do you struggle accepting help from other people? And why is that? I think we should ask Tamika that question. Yeah, let's start with Tamika. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I think it all depends on the person that you're with because mm. I do have a group of people that I would share pretty well everything with. Mm. But... I don't want to particularly be vulnerable to anyone else and I like everyone else to think that I'm together. So I struggle to accept help because I would prefer you to think I can help myself. Mm. And um, it also brings attention onto me and so I I get all nervous and funny about that as well and I Mm. think, what do they think about what I'm thinking? And then I get myself into a bit of a mess. Mm. So it's just easier for me to, to not... Not take tell the help. People. Yeah, not yeah. take the help or not even tell people. Or not that tell you need people help. that yeah. I need yeah. the help, yeah. Absolutely. We're going to talk about that a little bit yes, more. Yes, we will. Um, thank you for covering basically the whole topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In that but that's great. No, and I completely resonate with that. I struggle with accepting help, I struggle with talking to people about my struggles. And um, yeah, and I think that is a very common thing to happen, especially in the church. Um, Jason, what about you? I used to be a lot more than a lot more like that than I am now. Mm. Um, I think for me, um, going through uh, cancer, mm. through stage three and stage four. Um, if you haven't heard my story, there it is available on the Faith FM app. I think at the beginning of last year, the first uh, three programs of Connecting the Dots last year was my journey through cancer. Mm. And I think through that it taught me some big lessons in this mm. area. It uh, it helped me to understand that when I was sort of powerless to do something, number one, the, the, the first thing that I learned to accept from people was their prayers. Mm. And that was something that was hard for me because I never used to ask people to pray. Yeah, But this was now so critical that I it pushed me over that threshold of yeah. being, no, I, I need your prayers. Yes. So, yeah, I I learned some big lessons through that. Mm, Absolutely. More prayer, more power. Mm. Um, Great. Well, I'm glad we have some people who from different perspectives for this particular question. And I would love to hear from you today. Um, Do you struggle with accepting 
help from other people and why if you do why is that text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one so getting into the content of today what is pity i i know this is an interesting this can be a bit of a trigger word for some people but what is pity like um, some look at it as very negative, but if we actually look at the definition, it, it brings around a different sort of vibe. So, uh, Tamika, what do you think pity is? Well, as you said, it comes from a... I do see this quite often, or it's used. Mm. It's often used in the context of, you know, I pity you, I feel yeah. sorry for you, and mm. it's a negative term. Yeah. No one wants to be pitied. Yeah. But um, pity actually means the feeling of sorrow and compassion caused mm. by suffering and misfortune of others. So it's yeah. not actually a negative word, but, um, yeah, we we do see it that way. Absolutely. And, um, Jason, what's your thoughts on pity? Well, I think Tamika's covered it pretty well. Mm. Um, we've we've twisted the I think the real meaning of the word pity, which mm. is really to have compassion yes. for somebody. Um, and I guess it's the way we receive or we think about pity ourselves that mm. we don't want somebody to pity us, and that that's caused that negative um, connotation that so often is. Um, I'll pity them sort of mm. thing, you know? Yeah, so pity is an interesting word because there's almost two definitions that define it. So you, there's definitely the feeling of sorrow and compassion that you mentioned there, Tamika, where you, you're looking at someone in a really hard state and you're just like, oh, I can't help but feel pity for them. You know, you feel sorry for them. But at the same time, pity is used that, oh, that's a pity. Mm. Uh, and it's a cause for regret and disappointment. So there's a double meaning. It's one of those annoying English words that have two two points to it. And um, when you look at the root of the word, it comes from the French and also the Latin, which actually means dutiful respect and a sense of duty. Um, and that's the root word of pity. So it's almost saying when you see someone who is in a bad state, it's a duty to feel this way for them. Like, mm. and... I'm not sure about you, but you don't want someone, if you're going through a hard time, feel that they have to feel bad for you. Mm. Um, So that's something, that's what we know about pity. But let's look at compassion real quickly. And I'll list out the quick definition for it, which is a sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortune of others. So it's quite similar. Quite similar. Absolutely. Mm. It's almost the same. Mm. Um, Almost like a synonym. But when you look at the root word of compassion, its meaning is, so passion, if you look at the two words, passion means to suffer. Mm. And con, when you look at the Latin and the French, means with. So I am suffering with you while you are going through this particular situation. And we're going to be talking more about the difference between pity and compassion a little bit later. Um, but I believe it's now time for a break. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. I was just thinking there that the compassion, as you were saying that, mm. if we're suffering with others, is that more like an empathetic mm. uh, feeling? A bit know? more empathy yeah. than I'm putting my sorrowness about your situation on yeah, you. But you're actually yeah. feeling it with them. Yeah. So, so yeah. That there's a bit of a difference there. Well, let's go to our first break. Remember our question today, do you struggle accepting help from others? Why is that? We'd love to hear from you. Text us in on 0488 880891. 
This uh, first song today is Your Will Be Done by City of Light. It's a beautiful song.
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And this morning we are listening to a presentation or a discussion led by Carmelina Bacchino. And we've got Tamika Spalding joining us as well. And the topic is pity and pride. And so we've been having a bit of a discussion about what it means to pity somebody. And uh, we've really come to the conclusion that there's two ways to understand the word pity. One is one of compassion towards somebody, which I think is a really positive thing. Mm. And then sometimes we interpret pity in a negative light in that we don't want to be pitied. You know, pity them, they're in a bad situation or something. So, Mm. um, yeah, very interesting discussion on these words. So um, remember our question of you this morning. Do you struggle accepting help from other people? Why is that? Text us in your answer. We'd love to hear from you today. 0488880891 is the number you can text us in on. Carmelina. Yes. Well, um, we look forward to hearing you all and all of your answers as well. I, I'm sorry, I can't help but do that as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it all week. Um, so, yeah, pity and compassion is what we're looking at at the start of this uh, program today. And... Looking at um, who we have on our discussion panel, we've got Tamika and Jason, and we're a creative bunch. So I think a good way to help understand this is do a bit of um, perspective shifting where we can put ourselves in different shoes and try and gain a bit more of an understanding. So um, I have a few scenarios that I've outlined, um, and the first perspective is people having compassion or pity for you. This is a very generalised scenario, and this isn't trying to pinpoint anybody. So um, here's what it says. Something has happened to your family. It cannot be fixed, so it's a form of tragedy. It isn't something embarrassing, and it won't shed a negative light on your family if other people found out. The situation makes you feel upset, and it gives you sad emotions. This is a very generalised scenario. Mm. And my question is, would you share it? Mm. So would you talk about it? Would you ask for help, and if you receive, and would you receive help if it was offered to you? So something that comes to yeah. mind in this scenario is if you've perhaps say lost a loved one or yeah. something like that, where um, it's something that does happen to people regularly, Absolutely. and it's a very tra- tragic event, mm. and yeah, it's hard hard to deal with. There's mm. a lot of grieving involved. So yeah, would you, you share it? And you can't fix it. Either that's the other well, you thing. You can't fix it. That's it. You can't. You can't do much about that. Mm. So, would you share it? So it's a, it's a bit of a difficult one for someone to, if they aren't good at receiving help, they probably won't be able to share such or, such or ask for help even as well. Yeah, or ask mm. for help. But if they were okay with it, then they could do that. Mm. So Some, something that often happens mm. is when uh, people have lost a loved one that. Our church family will, you know, prepare meals for them yeah. and, and leave it at their house and that sort of thing. Yeah. So um, would you receive help if it was offered to you? I think most people do. Yeah. Uh, whether they ask for it's another matter. But yeah. even at the same time, I've, I've known of situations where someone has, like, offered and has, has the help in their hand, whatever the help is, and really willing to give it to someone and they take it as a hit to their pride. Mm. So... Um, this is another situation where pride can 
get in the way, and we're going to talk about pride a bit more later. Can I just bring in a verse from yeah, sure. uh, 1 Timothy 5, 8? There's, there's a clear <clears throat> instruction in the Bible to take care of each other, and mm. this is actually really more a, a warning against not taking care. It says, mm. but those who won't take care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have mm. denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. So, you know, the Bible here is really strongly calling us to take care of our family and mm, friends absolutely. Uh, when they are in uh, a situation of need. Yeah, so um, continuing on with the same scenario, say you do share um, your situation, your tragedy, or what's going on with you with another person, um, and because you feel hurt and you want to talk about it, so say this, this tragedy is happening to you right now, what would it look like if they pitied you? I would suspect that, um, I don't know what, whether you've got some thoughts on this to make, but I would suspect that they feel sorry for you, but they're not really interested in trying to help you at all. Mm. Is that? Yeah, I would say that one. too. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah, if someone was to say to me they pitied me, you know, the feeling or the images that come to mm. mind, feeling like, that I'm, you know, pathetic or... Yeah. They look down you know, on you disgust. in some way. Um, I would feel kind of claustrophobic yeah. and regret, regret telling them, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think that that's a situation where somebody might think less of somebody because of the situation that they're in. Yeah, and um, also at the same time, let's say they have compassion for you. What does that look like? See, I... I don't mind that word. Like, mm. I like the word compassion, mm. and compassion just feels like a genuine effort to care yeah. and an action to care. So I would feel relieved or believed, probably yeah. believed. That's a good one. Um, cared for, and so I'm fine <laughs> with that. Mm. Absolutely. It's another verse here that, you know, when we – this is just in, in general. It's not mm. uh, specific in, in the words of pity here or yeah. related to pity, but – Philippians 2, verse uh, 3 and 4 says, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. And I think that's mm. that's a really genuine call for us to take note of what's going on around us. Yes, you know? absolutely. Um, think about who might be in need. Think about... Um, yeah, your situation and their situation mm. and whether there's a way that you can actually help somebody. I think that's genuine um, love in action, really. Yeah. Mm. And Tamika, I love how you said that, you know, if when someone, the feelings you get when someone pities you makes you feel claustrophobic, ah, words, mm. claustrophobic, because when I was actually um, looking into this um, pity, it sounds like, you know, you're in a pit. Like, so someone is literally looking down at you in the hole that you're in right now. So, and that's kind of the visual that I get when I hear someone, oh, I pity you. Mm. I see you in a hole and you can't get out. Mm. And that's, you're in a, you're in a bad situation. And I, mm. you know, well, woe is you. I can't do anything <laughs> to help you. And so gen <clears throat> genuine compassion then for yeah. somebody is where we're prepared to, um, lean into the pit and mm. help lift somebody up yeah. uh, somehow, I guess. <laughs> um, for me, compassion, I love how you say you know, it's a nicer word because it, it's actual definition with suffering, like you're mm. suffering with them. Mm. To me, compassion is you're going through something bad. Someone's there holding your hand and crying with you mm. and like not letting you be in your pit of despair, like you would like to say, alone. Um, so mm. it's a very interesting um, 
way people look at pity and compassion. And it's also to do with motive. So the phrase, I did this because I feel sorry for you. It's like, oh, well, why did you do it? Is that it? You felt sorry for me? And compare that to, I did this because I want to help you through this difficult time. Mm. So those are the two main big differences to do with um, pity and compassion. Mm. The phrases are aligned um, to their motive. And so um, we've got a bit more time here. So let's switch perspectives. What did you want to do, Jason? I was going to say, why don't you share your little story? Oh, you want me to jump to the story? (laughs) Oh. Or if you want to, I think I'll do that in the next section. We can look at at scenario two. We'll do scenario two. Let's switch perspectives. You know of someone who is having a hard time, and you can see them struggling. So this is something that is quite obvious. Maybe the hints are subtle at first, but now you can really see they need help. You're on a first name basis, and you've met a few times. What is your first instinct telling you? Tamika, did you have what, what about you? What's I would you I it? would help as soon as yep. I see the first sign, mm. I do jump in and help. Uh, but depending on the person, helping mm. looks different. So you yeah. have to be respectful and careful. Mm. You know, some people uh, they accept help really easily, mm. and you can just go in there and be frank and say, "I can mm. see you struggling, and I will help you." Yeah, and they'll take it. And there's other people who are guarded and they've got their Mm. wall up and you know it's you've just got to tread a little bit carefully Mm. but my heart is i'll help you and i'm in a genuine place i Mm. honestly would you know will help you oh lovely and jason what about you i think yeah it's true like and i've been in situations where um people have offered help and um i haven't wanted to receive it and there's Mm. been various reasons for that but I think uh, Tamika's right in that a, a genuine uh, care for somebody, a genuine mm. compassion for somebody, um, makes an effort to find out what their real need is. <coughs> mm-hmm. It's not just saying, well, I'm going to do this for you. It's what do you really need? What what can I do for you to, uh, to help you through this time? Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Well, um, I was thinking, oh, now I can talk about my story, but I will do that at the start of the next section instead. Okay. Um. <laughs> We've got a book offer coming up later in the program, and it's called The Little Book About Kindness. Uh, we'd love you to receive a copy of that, so do keep listening. Right now, this is Spread a Little Love Around by Linda Shelton. Sometimes this crazy world can make us all feel bad I sit and watch the news and just get sad We need to stop and smell the roses in the ground Get out today, spread a little love around Talk to a neighbor, volunteer a favor Broke down. Give your wife a kissing. When your kids talk, listen. It makes a lovely sound. Spread a little love around. You know it don't take much to make somebody's day. A kind word, a tender touch goes a long way. 
We can change the whole world if we start in our hometown. Get out today, spread a little love around. Tell your mom you love her. Bear hug your brother. Treat your sister to a night out on the town. Throw the ball for Rover. Wrestle in the clover. Put a smile on that old hound. Spread a little love around. It's fine and dandy. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tessie Encounters on Faith FM, and this is Connecting the Dots, our program that uh, puts our faith into practice, I guess, or talks about how we can put our faith into practice, how we can live our faith out in life and, and stories and things like that. So, Carmelina, you've got a bit of a story to tell about mm, yes. re- relating to this pity and pride uh, yes. topic that we're talking about today. Yes, I do. And, um, yeah, this was a very humbling time in my life. So um, I've never been good at receiving help from people in general. Um, so this is a very good topic for me. <laughs> so um, one time when I was at university, um, I went to university at Launceston at Utah's. And my accommodation was at the top floor. And I, that's important because me and my friend, we were part of this residential sports thing that the university did for um, students on campus. And on the way there, not even during the sports, I sprained my ankle. So it was raining. I went from the curb to the road and just that uneven surface, ridiculous, I sprained my ankle. And so I couldn't even play. I had to just sit on the side. And my friend helped me back to my room. But I was having, because I always struggled with it, I didn't want her to help me. I was carrying my own stuff. I was hopping up the stairs because I was just saying, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. And I was being silly. And in the end, I missed a step when I was trying to hop up the stairs. And because I missed it, I came down quite hard. I landed on my knee and my wrist came down as well and it hit the stair above. And... um just slammed straight into the floor and in the end I wasn't laughing anymore. I think I came quite angry because I had just made myself even more injured. And who were you angry at? I was angry at myself, <laughs> uh, very much so. And um, my friend who was following behind trying to help me this whole time, like we didn't say a word, she grabbed the bag off me, helped me up, took me to my room and sat me down, brought me food, pain relief because I was in quite a bit of pain, water... And, you know, she helped tend to my ankle and the added injuries I got from the stairs. And not once did she say anything about feeling sorry for me. No, nope. In fact, she, I'm sure she was mad at me as well um, because I wasn't letting her help me at the start. And in the end, she just took care of me and gave me what I needed and didn't even make a comment about what happened. So before we look at what my friend did for me, let's talk about me. 
Um, from your perspectives, Jason and Tamika, what was my problem? <laughs> Be ruthless, it's fine. Do you want to go first, Tamika? <laughs> You're both parents, so I feel like this is going to be a bit of a lecture. Well, um, like I roll my eyes at this because, yeah. uh, you know, your problem was obviously you didn't want her to see that you were that you had a strained ankle which even though it was completely obvious so um you know you were trying to hide a fact that you couldn't actually hide Mm. so you should have just um accepted the help in the first place so i kind of think you know that that was silly yeah however you know later on i'll share a story where i'm no better but um (laughs) you know i do i do crack up about it Mm. mainly because i think i think we all can relate to this yeah we all do it (laughs) it's it's about wanting to do it on your own i guess isn't it you want to be independent you don't want to depend on or need other people to help you through and really the question that i would ask of you camelina this is where you need to get honest now (laughs) uh, is why do you need to be independent why do you have to do it on your own why do you have to prove to the world that you don't need help well i actually am going to touch on that a bit later but that is a very good point and thank you for pointing it out because to me um it's like it was less that i didn't want her to pity me i didn't want her to feel like she needed to help me Mm. um and i've like even said i've always been quite self-sufficient and i was my first year living alone so i was really trying to prove that i could do it and the idea of asking for help when I knew I could do it, I've taken care of myself before with a sprained ankle, I'm fine. Um, you know, it, it didn't make sense in my head at the time. And so going to my friend now, did she show pity towards me or compassion? I think she was being compassionate. Yeah. I, I don't think she was, uh, you know, thinking any less of you because of the situation that you're in. I think she genuinely just wanted to help you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so to me, I think she showed compassion because I've always looked at compassion as an action word. Mm. Um, to me, it's um, compassion is when someone who is emotionally moved or in this way through anger, um, they are moved to do something about it. You can see the bad situation and it makes you want to do something. So I'm glad I, well, I hope, I'm glad to make you've already said that I'm not alone in this. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm going to say, have any of you done something similar? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, ha- I have a little bit of a story. And mm. I mean, for you, yours turned out really well because you a- actually accepted the help in the end. And yes. I believe that you guys are still friends. Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> the big lesson that I learned a couple of years ago uh, is um, I... So years years ago, before this this situation happened, uh, I had the cold sore virus, which turned into um, encephalitis, and it oh. did affect my cerebellum, mm. and so my balance is a bit out, um, and I also have some issues with lupus. And if you want to know about that, my program and my story, um, you can listen to another previous program mm. um, in the Faith FM app Lovely. or website. But um, that does affect my ability to uh, exercise. Mm. And so I started at a gym to lose weight because I was on medication that mm. keeps fluid on and weight on. And I wanted to keep up with the other girls at the gym. Mm. And I didn't want anyone to see that I came with excuses. So I worked mm. just as hard as everybody else. Yeah. And I think, you know, you do have that feeling uh, that, 
the way that you view yourself and the way that you listen or interpret other people's opinions in you know all areas of our life mm. i I wanted to look like I was working hard and trying really hard because I had a desire to look a certain way yeah. and keep up with people at the gym. So I worked hard and mm. my um, the, the gym instructor became a friend who became a close friend and she was very compassionate to me. Mm. There are times that she had to call the ambulance on me because I oh. wouldn't stop exercising um, during the... Like I pushed myself too hard. Mm. And she... It was so caring and so compassionate towards me and she did give me advice and she did ask me to slow down and over a period of 12 months this kind of happened and in the end compassion you know it's it's draining if if you're not accepting the compassion someone's offering you it becomes draining yeah. because you know she was suffering with me that whole time mm. and I wasn't accepting it and in the end uh you know we had this serious chat that you can't come back to the gym because you don't know your own limits and you're not taking on my my help. Mm. Mm. And wow. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't go to that gym anymore. And that mm. friendship became a strain. Mm. And, you know, now that I'm a little bit wiser um, <laughs> and I learnt my lesson, mm. I had to really, uh, you know, go into that humble place. <laughs> um, but, you know. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think there's... Um there's some good lessons in there, and I think, Absolutely. yeah, you know, sometimes um, we do need to work hard, and we do need to do things for ourselves because that's the way we grow. Mm. You know, sometimes we've got to put ourselves a little bit out of our comfort zone. But this is a different sort of situation, mm. is it, where we really do need the help? And uh, there's actually another verse um, in Proverbs that talks about you know, taking the advice of wise counsel, you know, it's important that we we do listen to people who are trying to help us uh, at times as well. Mm. Um, so it's a real balance, isn't it? Sometimes it, does, it is. Sometimes we have to push ourselves a little bit outside of our comfort zone and we don't want to be spoon-fed all of our lives, you know. We've mm. got to grow. Yeah. But at other times we <clears throat> need to accept help. Absolutely. Mm. Thank you for sharing, Tamika. Wow, what a, what a journey. I, I should point out some of these things, um, and people should, you know, could relate to this, are kind of un almost unconscious until, mm. like, you know, a crunch time happens and you become aware. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it did hit me in a big way. Absolutely. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Job here. Yes, we are. Mm. So for anyone who isn't familiar with the story, Job was a man of God. He worked very hard and he was very successful. And then, um, just to say it all quickly in a nutshell, um, God removed his protection from him because um, a bit of a challenge came between God and the devil. And all of his stuff he had worked for and his successes was taken away. And then later on, he was struck with illness and he lost his children. And he still didn't um, curse the name of God. It's a bit of a poetic dramatic um, mm. piece of, yeah, mm. book in the Bible. I, I'm so thankful for the book of Job because <clears throat> yes. uh, it, it teaches us that not every every bad thing that happens to us is our is our own fault. Mm. And, uh, and yet his mates, his friends, yes. <laughs> were trying to tell him that it was his fault mm. and uh, they were, would you say, they were pitying him? <laughs> yeah, so I was just wanted to read something really quickly. Um so in verse 11, when of all Job of chapter Job two. chapter 2, this is after everything has happened to him and he's sitting in ashes and he's mourning what has happened to him. 
Um, it says when Job's three friends, I'm not going to say their names. Eliphaz, <laughs> the, the Temanite, Bildad, the Shuhite, and Zophar, the Namathite. Thank you very much, Jason. <laughs> when they heard about his troubles, they came to him. And they set out. They came upon him, set out from their homes, and met together by agreement to go and sympathize with him and comfort him. When they saw from the distance, they could hardly recognize him. And then down in verse 13, um, they sat on the ground um, with him for seven days and seven nights. No one said a word because of how great his suffering was. And also they, in the same time, sorry, in verse 12, it says they also tore their clothes and they began to weep. They sprinkled mm. dust in their heads. So it's a difference of cultures as well. Mm. But... I have I see this action of his friends as a bit of an enigma because they pitied him because when you look at the other verses they're saying this is your fault you surely you've done something but at the same time they sat and mourned they with, sat him. with him yeah. so mm. um, for seven days mm. <laughs> like to me that's compassion as well I think yeah so it's interesting isn't it that they they were good friends they were mm. close friends and they were prepared to sit with him and I think they were trying to help him yeah because in that day. The culture was if you had problems, mm. it was your fault. Yes. It was caused by mm. your own sin. Mm. And what they didn't know is what was going on behind the scenes in the cosmic world, in the, yeah, in the spiritual world, on. that there was a spiritual battle going on and they were blaming Job for his own suffering. So that, yes. that's a really mm. difficult uh, situation. Mm, we, must be, we must be careful not to have that same attitude towards people who are struggling as well sometimes. Absolutely, yes. Um, I believe it's time for a break before we look at some another example. So Sure. Well, let's talk about our book offer. Yes. It's called The Little Book About Kindness. Uh, is it just for wimps? That's mm. a good title, isn't it? <laughs> it's by Elise Hibbert. Mindfulness seems to have become a buzzword in recent times, yet rather than emptying the mind in order to open oneself to greater truth and awareness, said to come from within, let's fill our minds with the truths found in God's Word. His Word speaks about kindness. And in this little book, Elise Hibbert gives practical examples of what that means in our modern lives. Practicing kindfulness instead of mindfulness can be surprisingly hard, but immensely worthwhile. Mm. We'll give this book away after the break. Uh, right now, this is a song called Kindness by Matt and Josie Minicus. have been spoken when the feelings have run strong when both of us are certain that the other one is wrong when we've deeply felt the difference as we stood to plead our cause maybe we should call a ceasefire Take time to recall kindness, kindness. There is always room to show some kindness, kindness. There is always room for kindness. 
There's no reconciliation for these contradictory views. They both might be mistaken, but they both cannot be true. But before we pull the trigger, hold out your new jihad. Can we trust in something bigger? Give this battle up to God. Kindness, kindness. There is always room to show some kindness. Kindness. There is always room for kindness. Well, the questions here are big ones. High as heaven, deep as hell. But until we walk together, or until we say farewell, kindness, kindness, there is always room to show some kindness. Listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're finishing up our program that uh, Carmelina Pacino has been presenting on the topic of pity and pride. Now, before the break, we talked about our little book about kindness that we're going to give away today. We've got many copies to give away, and our code is CONNECT36. That's C O N N E C T 36. No spaces, that's the numbers 3 and 6, not the words 36. Uh, text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one to receive your free copy of this book, the little book about kindness. We'd love for you to get a copy of that. Now we've talked a lot about pity and compassion. Yes. Uh, we haven't talked so much about pride, Carmelina. No. What, what would you like to uh, talk about pride as we finish up today? Yeah. So um, I'm going to be focusing on how pride gets in the way of. Um, us allowing people to help us mm. um, because we like we said we were actually discussing this before the program pride has its own elements to it that i think needs an o- its own program yes because we might do that next week so much involved with pride and so today i want to just focus in otherwise we'll be here all day um, focus in on how pride can get in the way of letting people help us so pride in its own definition means like a consciousness of one's own dignity. So, you know, there's a, an example here that says um, he swallowed his pride and asked for help. So um, that got me thinking, well, why does it need to be something that needs to be swallowed? 
like, you know, why do you need to set it aside in order to ask for help? And I started doing a bit, a little bit of soul searching. And I love that you mentioned this earlier, Tamika, because pride has a lot to do with the way we want to be perceived by other people. Mm. And for me, and why I had such an issue with letting my friend help me earlier with my sprained ankle, I like to be seen, this is my own issues with pride, I like to be seen as someone who can take care of themselves and other people. Mm. So I don't want to be seen as someone who needs help, Mm. basically. So because of that, um, when I do find myself in a situation where I do need help, it takes a lot for me to ask it because I'm admitting that I'm not the person I think I am. Or, you, or right? the, the person or that the you person want to be. I it want gets to be. uncomfortable. Yeah. It gets very <laughs> uncomfortable. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a happy feeling. Now, what, what was really interesting I found in Tamika's story was that, mm. that in the end she said that um, that relationship with the, with the, uh, at the gym with the lady who was mm. trying to help her yeah. um, sort of was damaged as a result of her yeah. rejecting the help. And mm. it's really summarized very well in a, in a verse in Proverbs 13.10 that says, mm. Pride leads to conflict. Those who take advice are wise. And you could say those who accept help mm. <laughs> sometimes if they need it are wise as well. So, yeah. so true. Yeah. yeah. So pride pride is a barrier for sure. Yep. And I love that you shared that story, Tamika, because it's a very great representation of what we're talking about today. Mm. Um, so with, with the pride that I have of how I want people to see me, um, it makes me feel like if I can't help take care of myself and also others, that I've failed. Mm. Because it's it's an, it's with pride sometimes we're working towards something and it's an achievement, something to be proud of, something to look at it and think, oh, this is good. So if I can't reach that vision, you feel like you failed it, and so that could be one of the biggest reasons as to why people um, don't allow others to help them. And it can also be a cultural thing as well. I know I've seen this behavior in people that I know. My family is a big one, and. Um, it's not something they do intentionally. It's just the way they've seen other people who can take care of themselves and others. So they're the people you want to live up to. And when you can't live up to that, you feel like you're not, something's wrong with you. You're not doing it right. Mm. And I just want to share one more thing about that, which is um, when someone lets their pride stop them from asking for help, they'll either find themselves sitting in the problem until they conquer it or the problem conquers them. So pride can very much get in the way of letting people in and letting them help you. Mm. Um, so we've got an example of something. In Scripture. In Scripture. Yeah, um, I, did you want to read that for there's me? There's so many times that yeah. you know Jesus had compassion on people, and I think this is a fantastic example here. Mm. It's in yes. Matthew 20, verse 39 to 34. This uh, We're reading from the NIV here. Yes. It says, uh, or it's titled, Two Blind Men Receive Sight. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. Mm. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet, but they shouted all the louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Mm. Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? he asked. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes immediately. Sorry, touched their eyes. Immediately they Mm. received their sight and followed him. 
they mm. they had to ask for help, and so many yeah. times people came to Jesus asking for help. Yes, so many times. So it's quite interesting to me because there, pride wasn't an issue, mm. and um, something that I forgot to mention earlier is that it does have to do with a degree of vulnerability mm. in order to ask for help. Mm. Mm. Um, so we don't want pity, um, but. And our pride gets in the way of asking help because we see people, if they, any type of concern they give us, it's seen as pity. Mm. And I, I, think, <laughs> I think in this verse, the reason yeah. why they didn't have a problem with pride is because they, they knew their need and they knew they couldn't help themselves. Mm. They got yes. to a point of humility where they went, I can't see, I can't do anything about <laughs> it, but I trust this guy that he can. Mm. And yeah. so they weren't in a place of pride they're in a place of humility and desperation and when i want i I want to see and just ask for it it's sad somehow sometimes though that we it takes that to to get us to that point but Mm. um i'd love to finish off with this little passage because i think as a christian community there's a beautiful example in acts chapter 2 verse Mm. 42 to 47 and it's titled, this is the New Living Translation, it's titled The Believer's Former Community. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, mm. and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. I think it's a beautiful example as to a Christian community who help each other. You know, And mm. I think sometimes as Christians, as you've explained today, uh, Carmelina, we, we resist that help and it's hard to really be feeling like we're in a community i think if we if we're all resisting you know to help or to mm. to receive the help that sometimes we need absolutely and you know so when it comes to asking for help and such like that we need to get attention we need to ask it and then when it is given use that as an experience to help us have more confidence in asking for help next time well that's it for today join us on monday with afi tua oi and we're going to be studying the book of ephesians chapter one and we're going to get we we'll start at chapter one obviously and we'll go through and next friday we're going to have tamika talking and we might uh, might look at the topic of pride god bless Sounds you today good. Love one another as I have loved you Bear with each other and always be true Live for each other in unity and strength Give to each other the gift of
Yeah.